Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. And thank you so much for tuning in once again to Church Boy Confessions. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecate, and this is a very special episode because we're all in quarantine. Woo! Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Um, actually, no, it's like no, no cap. Like, this is actually <laughs> terrible. Like, I'm not even. Damn. What the heck? Like, I'll be honest, if someone were to tell me that this would be the case, this would be the state of the world last week, after last week's episode, I would say like, wow, like I rebuked that in Jesus name. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Let me check the date real quick. It is Monday, March 16th, 2020. And all jokes aside, I'm not going to lie. I know you might be going through a lot right now. Because I'm also going through a lot right now. Um, and I thank God that, you know, I feel like I've had the last couple of days to really process all of this. Friday, we found out that uh, here at UCLA, we found out that they're going to make like they're really taking away our entire spring quarter. Um, so my last. This past winter quarter was my last quarter at UCLA as like a physically present student. So my last quarter of college was taken away. It was robbed. Um, everything's going to be online and you know what? That really messed me up because the same day, literally that same day, um, we got news back confirmation that, um, the poetry jam was going to be June 6th on UCLA's campus. June 6th was supposed to be the date. Now, I don't know the future, but if things continue to go, um, if things continue to go like, you know, in this route, then, you know, that may not be possible like on ucla's campus so long story short this has swept the rug right from under all of our feet um this is not easy to process um this is something that you know we're in a space where no one really knows what's going to happen next and i'm not gonna lie when i first heard all these news i was beside myself i was very angry um i was cursing up a storm yes i was cursing up a storm um i was upset that my spring quarter was getting taken away. I was upset that I still had to focus on finals. I'm literally, this is literally finals week for us. Um, I'm upset that, you know, my college experiences is going to end this way. I'm upset because I don't know what's going to happen with the next poetry jam that we literally got the date for. I'm upset. And I'm also terrified because of all the hysteria going around, terrified of fear even of itself. Hasn't been easy. It has not been easy, but you know, um, I wanted to talk about something today, and the thing that I wanted to talk about was truth. I was going to talk about, you know, something along these lines before everything happened, and then when everything happened, I was like, oh, man, I somehow have to work corona into this because I need it, the people need it. Um, And thank God, because he found a way to pretty much weave together what I wanted to say before this happened and what's actually going on right now. I mean, I wanted to talk about the truth. Truth. We live in a generation where everybody said, this is my truth, this is my truth, this is your truth, this is his truth, this is everybody, whatever. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is the truth. As a child of God, and maybe you're not a child of God, maybe you're a person of faith, maybe whatever it might be, but as a person, as human being, when we're really talking about our history, when we're really talking about the things that go on in life, when we're really talking about I, God, Jesus Christ, all these different things, there is the truth, the truth, not your truth, not my truth, 
the truth. And I think that currently right now, we live in a world full of truth. And then you have the inspiration. You have truth and you have inspiration. And today I'm going to talk about how both of those impact our faith. Because ultimately, I think that the coronavirus, all of this, all of this has been going on has really showed us where we're at. My pastor said it um, on Sunday. He said that when problems come, it show us where we're at. It exposes us. It exposes where our faith is at. Because, you know, I would even think of myself, man, when all this stuff was going on, that I was going to stay strong in God and I wasn't going to react to all these different things. And I was going to respond. I mean, I've been talking about that weeks upon weeks. I was going to respond and I was going to be so, you know, just uh, responsible about all this. Right. But no, I freaked out. It showed me where my faith is at. Um, it, it, it exposed it exposed us all of this hysteria it exposed us you know a lot of us we talk about being christian or we talk about being people of faith and we talk about being optimistic and positive but you know we weren't that positive a couple of days ago we may not be that positive right now and i challenge you and we're going to start talking about this throughout the throughout the uh podcast episode to be real with yourself and recognize that you have areas of your faith that need growth. I'm guilty. All right. So let's talk about me. I'm guilty of realizing that my faith was not as strong as it needed to be. Um, literally, like I said, I was cussing up a storm. I was really disappointed. I was really angry. But thankfully, like I know, like for me, whenever like I feel really bad about something, like I'd say I just like to give myself time. Give me 24 hours. Give me 48 hours to just think about things and like figure things out. And sometimes I'll just get to a point where it's like, all right, you know, I'm tired of feeling bad, so I'm not going to feel bad no more. It's weird. That's just how my mind works. Um, So I was feeling really bad, and I went to one of my friend's dorms. It was really impromptu just because I was, like, walking around already. Like, I was on campus and stuff like that. I went to one of my friend's dorms, and he was was actually in pretty good spirits. And he told me that, you know, like, it's a lot of people that's hitting him up. Since all this stuff is happening, people are hitting him up and being like, wow, bro, it's like, God, real, like, is this, you know, the end of the world, whoopty, whoopty, whoop, and it's just like, he said that, you know, you never know why God let this happen, because, like, there's people that are actually asking about him now and wanting to get to know him, and there's people that could possibly be led to Christ through these, through this experience, and I thought to myself, if one person gets led to Christ and gets salvation because of this wake-up call, isn't it worth it? And the phrase that popped into my head was to let God do his thing. To let God do his thing. Now, you might be thinking, how does this relate to the whole truth and inspiration thing that I started talking about? Great, because I'm going to tie that all in. I think that for us who are amidst all of the chaos and the mayhem, right now, God is doing something. And we have to let him do his thing. I'm sure you're upset. Some of you guys have commencement that's canceled, you know, your jobs or all this different stuff. It's hard and it sucks. I'm not saying that it doesn't suck, but, yo, God knew that this was going to happen and he let it happen. And he's also willing to be there with you every step of the way. Let him do his thing. 
because all things work together for your good. And that is the truth. But so speaking of the truth, what do we do in the meantime that we're letting God do his thing? I think that we focus on what the truth is. Because there's a whole lot of, I mean, there's, we could talk about fake news, we can talk about lies, we can talk about rumors, all, all of that going, going on right now. We need to focus on the truth. And I have a little critique for Christians. I have a little critique for people who feel like they're super religious and feel like everything's, you know, that they have a lot of faith. I think that the Christian church, a lot of us have kind of like watered down the words where everything's just inspirational. And I know it's really funny because it's coming from me, Mr. Unassociated, who created this entire company to inspire people. But I think that inspiration in and of itself um, is a drug, kind of. I think that there's a difference between ins- what the impact that inspiration can have on somebody's life versus what truth can have on somebody's life. And I think that when you talk about inspiring people, it's like a little drug. It gets you good. It, it'll it'll fix you for a, mo- a moment of time. It'll make you feel good. But at some point, you're going to forget the words that inspired you. You're going forget, to forget the things that inspire you. And some, somehow all feelings are temporary. That's what happens when you're fed inspiration. But when you're fed the truth and bear with me, because I don't want to say like, oh, you're wrong for like trying to get inspired. No, that's not what I'm saying. But when you are fed the truth, the truth has the potential to change your life when you accept it. The word of God is the truth. Let's read this. Let's read this verse. This is Psalms 46. I'm going to jump around a little bit. Psalms 46. Uh, What I want to highlight today is that I think a lot of time we take the word as inspiration. It's supposed to get us inspired and that's it. We hear an inspirational message and that's it. And we're inspired for that moment. And then we go out into the day and trouble hits. And because we thought that the word of God was just inspirational and not the truth, we fall. We fall when the trouble comes. So I'm going to read this verse right now. And I want you to not see it as inspiration. I want to I want you to see it or hear it <laughs> as truth, that this is the truth. Psalms uh, chapter 46. I'm going to jump around, so bear with me. Read the whole read the whole chapter whenever you get the chance. It starts off in verse one. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Jumping to verse five. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her and that right and that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. Jumping to verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. May God bless the hearing and the reading and the saying of his word. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm not saying any of this to inspire you. 
I'm not reading these verses to inspire you. I'm reading these verses because these verses are the truth. So what does it say? What does the truth say? The truth says that God is your refuge. He is your hiding place. He's your sanctuary. The truth says that he is a very present help in trouble. Because I was, you know, I, I, I wrote an editorial on this. And I talked about how God allowed this to happen. And then one of my cousins, her name's Kelly Kalechi. Um, thank you so much for pointing this out. Kalechi hit me and said, not only is God allowing this to happen, because sometimes that leaves a bad image in our head, like God's just watching us suffer. God allows things to happen, but then he also is right there with us. Like it says in the truth, the word of God right here in verse one, he's a present help in trouble. He's right down there with us in the ashes, in the mud, helping us, a very present help, helping us. He wants to help you. In this time period, it says that we don't, it's almost like giving us, it's almost putting an expectation on us. We're not going to fear if the earth be removed and if the mountains are carried into the midst of the sea, if the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. None of this stuff is actually happening. We're talking about a virus. The earth isn't being removed. But the word of God, the truth is saying that we have an expectation to not fear, even if that was the case. Can you say that you accept this as truth? Because then it also says in verse seven, the Lord of hosts is with us. Literally, I looked at that like that's literally what my name means. I was literally scrambling, being so scared and being so, you know, antsy and just not knowing what's going to happen next. And I forget that. The Lord of hosts is with us. God is with us. In verse 10, it says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. And then it says it again in verse 11. The Lord of hosts is with us. This is the truth, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not just saying this to inspire you. I'm not just saying this to make you feel good. I want you to take these words, right? And I want you to accept it as a truth. As true as your name, as true as the fact that you're sleeping in a bed, as true as the fact that you don't know what's going to happen next. All of that stuff is true, right? Take the word of God as truth. Let it be stained on your brain. This is the truth. I mean, we talk about, it's not just about hearing something that makes you feel good. Nowadays, all we need, literally, if somebody rhymes, we say it's a bar, or or somebody comes up with some type of perspective that we haven't heard before, or some type of urban t- interpretation that we haven't heard before, we think it's so deep, and it's like, oh, that inspires me so much. And then, do you still remember that quote? How many... Months later, how many weeks, how many hours later? But what you will remember if you accept it is the truth. Like literally, I'm over here going, I have like I, I was having a uh I was a battle. I battle with the spirit of insecurity. It's something that I've defeated, but it's something that, you know, the devil continues to want to jab me with. So every time he jabs me, I jab back and I let him know that I'm better than that now. Right. So he was hitting me with all the insecurity stuff. And I was thinking to myself, well, the truth is that Emmanuel Heke, 
is Emmanuel Heke has been created by God as a winner, as an overcomer, as more than a conqueror. Why do I know these things? Because it's the truth, right? Because, you know, you've probably gotten compliments and that inspired you to feel good about yourself, but only made you feel good about yourself for a little bit. But when you start to accept the fact that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, like the book says, that you are more than a conqueror, right? Like the book says, the truth, when you accept the truth, it's not about how you feel. It's about what you know. What you know doesn't have to change. It doesn't have to change. What you feel will always change. Because that's the world that we live in. I think, I mean, it's even prevalent when we talk about, you know, Sunday service highs. Because you heard your pastor rhyme. (laughs) And, like, it made you feel really good. And then, like, when actual trouble hit throughout the week, you drop everything. Because you didn't actually know anything after that. You just felt really good after that. It made you feel good. This isn't about your feelings. The truth is that God loves us. The truth is that he never leave us nor forsake us. um, And that he didn't create us with the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love and sound mind. That's also in the book. Google it because I can't remember off head. It's in the New Testament for sure. This is the truth. The truth, not inspirational words, not just something to make you feel good. This isn't a compliment. This this isn't me just being um, vacantly optimistic or I don't don't know what I meant by that, but it's not just me being optimistic and not just me trying to be positive and make you think positive. No, no, no. I'm trying to tell you the truth. This is me inputting it into your brain. I'm not telling you this to just make you think different. No, I want you to know. Know now. Let the truth change your life. Let it change your mindset. Let it change everything about you. Because when you know it, that's when you can start to think it. That's when you can start to feel it. All that different stuff. When you accept it as true, it starts with you accepting it as true. Truth is the coronavirus is inferior to God. The word says, greater is he in me than he that is in the world. He in the world being Satan and all of his manipulation and all of his tools. Greater is he in me than he that is in the world. The Bible says that don't be scared because God has already overcome the world. This is the truth we're talking about. So God knows what he's doing. The Lord of Ho- the Lord of Hosts. Oh goodness gracious, that was close. The Lord of Hosts is with us, ladies and gentlemen. Take that as truth, not just as inspiration. Now, I'm not saying you go out there and like you have all the faith in the world and you start licking benches and toilets. I mean, you can be faithful without being foolish. Don't get it twisted. But what I'm saying is, man, like. Don't let this fear get to you. Don't let this fear stop you from living. My pastor said it. Hold on. He said, uh oh, I hope I got the quote on here. Well, he says something like, don't stop. Oh, right here. Don't stop living so you can live. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
use this time to ask God what exactly you he wants you to be doing with everything else being closed. You know what I'm saying? And like maybe this is time for just you and God to be with each other and just or you to be with your family or you to just, you know, there's still purpose. God is not a vain God. There's still purpose in everything that he does and there's purpose in you being alive and during this time and experiencing this right now, experiencing this right now. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, man, I know it may not be fun. I know it will be hard. Um, I know it can be really annoying when you remember the fact that, you know, you're not going to be able to go back to school or whatever it might be in whatever case that you're in, whatever sacrifices you have to make now. But I want to encourage you, yo, like, recognize God's love, recognize God in this moment because he's here with us and he's going to be with us every step of the way. Um, We're going to get out of this. We sure will. Let's go into confessions. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for being with us, for giving us the truth, Lord Jesus, and for helping us to rely on the truth in order to live and to remain sane and to not fear, oh God. Right now, I rebuke the spirit of fear in all of our lives in Jesus' name. We are free from fear, and we put on power, love, and sound mind. It is ours, Father God. We will walk without fear. We will walk in courage, and not foolishness, but in courage, Lord Jesus. Encourage, God. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us to continue to live and experience such things, Father God, and just understand, Lord Jesus, that they will not destroy us. Lord Jesus, help us, Lord, to just glorify your name in this time, God, and to not just remain victim and to not just play victim, see ourselves as victims in our head, but to know that we're more than conquerors, Father God, in all things through Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I would say go out, but you know, I know <laughs> I always say go out and have like a great week, but stay indoors and have a great week, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here next week and love you guys. Be safe and be faithful. Peace. Peace.